Welcome to the Faith for My Generation podcast, where our vision is to shake and shape a generation with the power of God's Word. We're on one mission, to raise up a generation of powerful believers through the relevant teaching of God's Word. I'm so thankful that you're here today. I'm your host, AJ. Let's get into the episode. Why you must be born again. Why you must be born again. We're going to John chapter 3, and I'm going to read a couple verses. A couple verses in John chapter 3, and we're going to answer the question, why you must be born again. Verse 1. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher. Come from God. For no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I say to you, you must be born again. You must be born again. So we see here Jesus, he's speaking to Nicodemus. Nicodemus was one of the chief rulers and priests, a Pharisee, a man of the law, a teacher of the law. And he begins to see Jesus' ministry. And he comes to Jesus. Uh, it doesn't say it here, but when you read, is it, is it toward the end of John, where Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus come to get Jesus' body? Yeah, verse 39, it says this. John 19, verse 39. And Nicodemus who at first came to Jesus by night, also came bringing a mixture of myrrh and aloe, about 100 pounds. So when Nicodemus comes to see Jesus this first time, he comes in the middle of the night. Well, why would he do that? Because the other, his, other, his co-workers at the temple and the synagogues, they, they, they were totally against what Jesus was teaching and preaching. At this point, not all of them, some of them had turned the law of God into a business. And they had added many laws on top of the laws that God had given them. And that was never the Lord's intention. But they did. So Nicodemus comes to Jesus and he makes a couple statements about Jesus. He says, look, we know that you're a teacher and you've come from God. And no one can do these signs, these miracles that you do unless God is with him. You know, miracle power, the miracle power of God, the ministry of the Holy Spirit is a witness and a sign that God is with you. The anointing of the Holy Spirit, the power of God moving and operating in your life, it is a witness, it's a telltale sign that God's with you. 
So then Jesus tells Nicodemus, you've got to be born again if you want to see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus, thinking naturally, he says, how can I be born again? How am I going to be born again? How is that possible? I mean, I'm a grown man. Am I going to get back in my mother's womb? You know, my daughter, she's she's two years old and um, two and a half years old. And she still tries to, she'll go up to my wife and she'll say, um, you know, mommy, I want to get back in your belly. She was doing that just the other day. I want to get back in your belly. And she'll crawl under her, sh- her shirt and pretend like she's in mommy's belly again. Well, obviously, a grown man, a grown woman, you can't go back in your mother's womb. Once you've come out, you can't go back in. And Jesus is telling Nicodemus something here that he does not understand. Then Jesus tells Nicodemus and, uh, and expounds on what it means to be born again. So first you're born of water. That's being born in the flesh. That's being born into this world, being birthed into the earth. Being born again is being born of the Spirit. It's a spiritual work. And so why must you be born again? You must be born again because the first time you were born, you were born into sin. The first time I was born, I was born in sin. In fact, I have you type things because it it engages your, your, your touch as well as your seeing and your hearing. Type that in the comments. The first time I was born, I was born into sin. The first time I was born, I was born into sin. Type that in the comments for me. The first time I was born, I was born into sin. And that's why you must be born again. And it's apparent that we're born into sin. No one has to teach you how to sin. I've asked this question a couple times. The first time I asked it, I had the idea to ask this question a a few weeks ago in in my boys' class. I teach third, fourth, and fifth grade boys on Wednesday nights here at the church. Part of a program called Royal Rangers. It's a lot like Bible... uh, Boy Scouts. We have a Bible lesson, then we have a skill merit. Anyway, so we were talking about this story. And I said, okay, raise your hand if someone had to teach you how to lie. No one raised their hand. (laughs) 706, Royal Rangers is the best. I'm a GMA recipient. I grew up in it. I love Royal Rangers. I think it's an excellent program. Going to powwow here in May with the boys. No one raised their hand. Did anyone, if raise your hand if anyone had to teach you how to be mean? No one raised their hand. No one. No one had to teach you how to how to lie. No one had to teach you how to be mean, how to say mean things. No one had to teach you how to be impatient. No one. No one had to teach you how to sin. It came natural. It came natural. No one had to teach you how to do those things. In fact, rather, you have to be taught what is right. You have to be taught to share because naturally you want to hoard it all for yourself. You have to be taught to tell the truth because naturally you want to lie and get out of the consequence. And the first time I was born, I was born into sin. This is why you must be born again. This is why you must be born again. Uh, Psalms 51 I'm going to read this. We read this the other day, and a lot of these passages that we're touching on this week in the Salvation Blitz, just preaching the gospel of salvation 
so that many might hear today and in the days to come as they watch the replays. Psalm 51, this is a prayer of repentance that David prayed after he murdered Uriah, one of his right-hand men, one of his mighty men, because he committed adultery with Uriah's wife, Bathsheba, and they were trying to cover up that illegitimate pregnancy because of their sin. Well, Uriah, he murders Uriah. He thinks he's got off scot-free. He thinks he's hidden it from the Lord, but he's not. The prophet Nathan comes and tells him a story, and then when David wants to bring justice on this story that Nathan uh, tells him, Nathan tells David, look, you're the, you're the bad guy in this story. Then David repents. Then David writes this psalm on the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Man, I love, I love TikTok. We've got people over here that are, that are screenshotting my picture and making their profile. Just a troll. We give out Troll of the Day awards, so make sure you stick around. Psalm 51, verse 1. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to your loving kindness, according to the multitude of your tender mercies. Blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions, and my sin is always before me. Against you and you only have I sinned and done this evil in your sight, that I may be found just when you speak and blameless when you judge. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity." In sin, my mother conceived me. This is what we call doctrinally the, the idea of original sin. We're born into sin, and we have a nature to sin, so therefore we then sin. And the reason you must be born again is because the first time you were born, you were born into sin. The, reason, the second reason you have to be born again is because when you were born in sin, you were dead. And the only way you can be made alive spiritually is to be born again. Sin destroys, sin kills. The Bible tells us that the wages of sin is death. When you are living in sin, you are separated from God. You're separated from God. Amira uh, 527 says, I'm actually perfect, so dot, 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 on TikTok. Amira who has like a funky-looking dog as a profile picture is perfect. Amazing. The person with the dog as their profile picture is perfect. Ephesians 2, verse 4, But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together. With Christ, by grace, you have been saved and raised us up together and made us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So notice this, verse 5, even when we were dead in sins. Even when we were dead in sins. The second reason you must be born again is because when I was birthed into sin, I was born dead. Spiritually. Spiritually. Spiritually, I was dead in my sins. And the only way I could be made alive was to be born again. The only way that I could receive spiritual life is to be born again. I had to be born again. I had to receive 
Jesus's life, his abundant life. Jesus said in John 10 verse 10, the thief, Satan, comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I've come to give you life and give it to you more abundantly. So I had to receive his life to be made alive because apart from Jesus, I was dead in sin. I was dead in sin. The third reason why I must be born again is because when Adam sinned, he introduced death into the entire world. Romans chapter 5, Romans chapter 5 talks in great detail of how sin came into the earth by way of Adam. Of course, Adam and Eve, they were given the earth and dominion over the earth by God Almighty. They were created in the image of God. They were given the earth to take dominion and authority over, to make it grow and produce and populate it, then they, Eve, was deceived and fell into sin. Adam, 1 Timothy 2, 13 and 14 tells us he was not deceived. Rather, he transgressed. He openly, willingly disobeyed. So Romans chapter 5, verse 12 says this, Therefore, just as through one man's sin entered the world, and death through sin, thus death spread to all men because all sinned. See, it's so important. I read Ephesians 2, 4, and 5. But if I read verses 1, 2, and 3, it'll show us the nature that we had because of sin. Ephesians 2, verse 1. And you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins in which you once walked according to the course of this world or the nature of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath just as the others." So when we were dead in sin, we walked according to that nature, that course of the world. We had the spirit of the prince of the power of the air. Well, who is that? Jesus tells us that twice in the Gospels. Satan is the prince of the power of the air. When Adam and Eve sinned, they surrendered their authority and their dominion to Satan. God gave the earth... The heavens of the Lord, but the earth is the, what is that? Uh, let's look that up. There's a psalm that says that, that the, the, the earth is man's. We'll get out handy Google. Is it Psalms 115? Earth is man. I think it's Psalm 115. Let's find it. Because we know the earth and the fullness thereof is the Lord's. So he has total right to give it over. Psalm 115. There we go. Verse 16. Should have just went with my gut. The heaven, even the heavens, are the Lord's. But the earth he has given to the children of men. God gave the earth to Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve 
when they sinned, they gave their authority and dominion over the earth to Satan. Because here's the thing. Whomever you obey is whom you serve. And whomever you serve, that is the person who is your master. Romans chapter 6, verse 19 says this. Well, verse 16. Do you not know that to whom you present yourselves slaves to obey, you are that one slave whom you obey, whether of sin leading to death or of obedience leading to righteousness? Now, that word slave literally is in the context of a bondservant. Whomever you freely give yourself to, that is who is your master. And you have a, one of two options. You can either give yourself and who you are over to Satan, and then he will be your master, sin leading unto death. Or you can be born again and give yourself over to the Lord Jesus Christ. He will be your master, and that will be obedience leading unto righteousness. And so whomever you serve, that's your friend. That's your friend. Whomever you serve, that's your friend. That's your master. That's who's in charge. I said friend. Someone's talking about being friends in college. Whomever you serve, that is your master. That is your God, whomever you serve. Now, here's the, here's the unfortunate thing. Maybe you're listening, and you might say something foolish like this. I don't serve anyone. Religion's made up. I don't serve anything. I don't serve Satan or God. It's all a joke. I don't serve anything. Sure. Right. Romans chapter 7 shows us that when you're dead in sin, the very things that you hate, you do. The very things that you hate, you do. Because you're a slave to sin. Eulalia says, Joshua 24, 15, As for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Absolutely. you got to make that choice. Don't be deceived. Do not be deceived. Look at the world. Look at the murder rate. People being gunned. I just read the guy that started Cash App. I just saw that this morning. The gentleman that developed Cash App, among other things, was stabbed to death taking a walk in his neighborhood, just some random guy mugged him and then just mug him and take his stuff, stabbed him to death. And the police found him, took him to the hospital, he died on the way. Why is there unprovoked murder? Because this world lies in darkness of sin. Because of sin, this world is controlled by the prince of the power of the air for a time, for a time. But his lease is running short. Now, for the believer, Satan has no right or authority or power in your life. For the believer, you've been purchased by the blood of Christ. For the believer, you are no longer subject under the dominion of Satan. 1 John 5 says this, 19, 519, We know that we are of God and the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. Why do people why are people so sexually confused? Why is there so much sexual perversion? Why do grown-ups want to dress like the opposite sex and then dance in front of children? Because they're under the sway of the wicked one. We may be getting we may get take down for this one. This video may get banned. Who knows? <laughs> so what?
under the sway of wickedness. I knew TikTok. I knew I'd see some rainbow flags come up on on TikTok without fail. Why is there such perversion? Why is there stealing? Why are there people who have more than enough concerning money, more than enough wealth, still want to take away, not everyone that's wealthy does this, but there are people who have plenty of wealth, they steal, steal from people who have much, much less than them. Why? The world's under the sway of the wicked one. The world is under the sway of the wicked one. Ice Climber on TikTok says, I'm a, I'm a communist. Far from it, my friend. I'm like Jesus. I'm a rewarder for those that work. Jesus, in his word, said, if you do not work, you shall not eat. He said that he will reward those who diligently, who diligently work. Those who produce, they'll be blessed. I'll bless the work of your hand. So Romans chapter 5 verse 12 shows us one man, by one man's sin, by one man's sin, sin entered into the earth, and then all people sinned. User 173-629-4047 on TikTok says, I'm gay. You can be saved, and you can be free from homosexuality. I say that with love. I say that with kindness. You probably will get upset with me. But you can be freed from that sin just like anyone else can be freed from any other type of sin. Just because our culture celebrates a sin does not mean it's okay. I love you too much to lie to you. 1 Corinthians 13 verse 6 says this, Love does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in truth. I love you too much to lie to you. And if it means I'm canceled, cancel on. But the gospel sets people free. Romans chapter 5, verse 17, 18, and 19. Why must you be born again? Because death was introduced by one man, but the free gift of righteousness, salvation, was reintroduced by another man, Jesus Christ. I want you to type in the comments, another man, A N. O-T-H-E-R, another man. Type that in the comments with an exclamation mark. Another man, another man. Capitalize the man as well, M-A-N, capitalize it. Another man, Romans chapter 5, verse 17. For if by one man's offense death reigned through the one, much more those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one, Jesus Christ. Therefore, as through one man's offense, judgment came to all men, resulting in condemnation, even so through one man's righteous act, the free gift came to all men, resulting in justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. So also one man's obedience, many will be made righteous. Why must you be born again? Because another man, Christ Jesus, brought the free gift of salvation. It's a free gift. It is a free gift. Another man brought the gift of salvation. Jesus Christ 
Adam brought sin into the earth. Jesus brought life. Adam brought sin by his disobedience. Jesus, by his obedience, brought life. Thank God another man came. Why must you be born again? Because you have to be born again when you receive the incorruptible word of God. You must be born again because the word of God makes dead things come to life. 1 Peter 1 Verse 22 says this, Since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Holy Spirit, in sincere love of the brethren, love one another fervently with a pure heart. Having been born again, not of corruptible seed or perishable seed or seed that's here today and gone tomorrow, but incorruptible through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. Because all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man as the flower of grass, the grass withers and it flower, the flower falls away, but the word of the Lord endures forever. The word of God makes you alive. And that's why you must be born again. Because when you receive the word of God, you're made alive. The Word of God is quick and powerful. The Word of God is living itself. And when you receive the engrafted Word of God into your heart by faith, it makes you alive. It sets the sinner free, and it takes the dead sinner, I was dead in sin, and it makes me alive and a saint. Now, some people get upset with that. But look at any of the epistles. You'll never find anywhere in the New Testament where Peter, Paul, John, Jude, any of those gentlemen that are writing, they don't ever open up their letter to the church, to all the sinners saved by grace. It's always saints, those that have their faith and trust in God. Let's read a couple of them. Romans chapter 1, let's see if it's got it in there. Verse 7, to all who are in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints. There's Romans. Let's do this. I'm interested now. Because when you receive the engrafted word of God, it changes you and makes you brand new. 1 Corinthians 1, verse 2. To the church of God which is at Corinth, to those who are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints. With all who in every place call on the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, both theirs and ours. Just perusing through the New Testament. 2 Corinthians 1. To the church of God which is at Corinth, with all the saints who are in Achaia. Let's see if Ephesians got it. Or Galatians would be next, wouldn't it? I mean, you could do this through the entire New Testament. Ephesians verse one, chapter 1, verse 1. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God to the saints who are in Ephesus and the faithful in Christ Jesus. Type in the comments, saints. Saints. Type that in the comments. Saints. Not all of them have it, but most of them have it. 
or the faithful. Those that listen to the podcast, the Faith for My Generation podcast, you're part of the family, you're part of the faithful. And the power of God, and the power of the Word of God, when you believe on it, takes you from a sinner to a saint. So the question is, if you're watching and listening today, whether in the live or the replay, you didn't find this video by accident, the Lord he has displayed his great, marvelous mercy and love, and he wants you to receive salvation, the free gift, so that you might be saved. So we answered six different reasons why you must be born again. Why you must be born again. Colin says, what do you mean by reborn? I mean spiritually made alive. You've been born once of water, and now you must be born in the Spirit. So six different reasons why you must be born again. The last reason I want to leave you with is with this. Not a reason, but rather, you can be born again by believing in Jesus Christ. When you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ as the risen Son of God, that He died the sacrificial death on your cross for your sins, He filled your grave, and by His mercy, you've been raised up unto life with him when you confess him lord believing that you shall be saved that's what romans chapter 10 tells us john 1 verse 12 john 1 verse 12 but as many as received him to them he gave the right to become children of god to those who believe in his name you have the right the privilege to be made a child of god you have the right, the privilege to be made a child of God. And how do you do that? How are you born again? Let me read it word by word. Romans 10, 9, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised them from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes in righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes on him shall not be put to shame. Verse 13, for whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So it's this simple. If you're listening and you've never prayed the prayer of salvation, you've never put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, now is the time to do it. There is a real hell that I and you, we are all deserving of in our sins. We deserved it. Yet, while we were sinners, Romans chapter 5, verse 8, Christ died for us. And I want you to pray this prayer. I want you to pray this prayer so that your eternal resting place and destiny, not, not resting place, that sounds so traditional. You're not going to be resting. You're going to be enjoying life with Jesus if you're in heaven or if you're in hell, weeping and gnashing of teeth. Bitterness, torture, and torment that never ends. Because all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. All have sinned, all have broken the law of God and fallen short of the law of God. Fallen short of God's glory. And no one gets into heaven without being washed by the blood of the Lamb. We did a teaching on that the other day. The blood of the Lamb. Go check it out if you didn't get to see it. So I want you to pray this prayer with me. And if you pray this prayer, I want you to let me know in the comments that you prayed this prayer. And then you can, TikTok, you can go to my link tree 
fill out the form. I just got saved. Facebook, YouTube, you can click on the link, fill out the form that you just got saved. We want to bless you with something that's going to help you become a strong Christian. Because salvation is the first step of the rest of, your, of this journey. Pray this prayer with me. Say, Father, I believe you sent your only begotten Son, Jesus, to die on my cross for my death because of my sins. He filled my grave. And now he is seated at your right hand because I believe you raised him from the dead and he is seated in heavenly places. I put my faith and trust in Jesus. I repent of my sins. I ask for forgiveness. Wash me clean by the blood of the Lamb. I confess Jesus is Lord of my life. I surrender all that I am to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Let me know if you prayed that prayer in the comments. Fill out that form. I want to bless you with something that will help you become a strong Christian. Hey, tomorrow we're going to have a little bit of a programming. Uh, Jenny Girl said, I prayed this prayer. Praise God, Jenny. Go to my link tree on my TikTok bio. Fill out the form that said, I just got saved. Click on the link tree. You'll see a tab that said, I just got saved. Fill that out. We want to send you something and bless you. Amen. Him, my 69420 said you prayed that prayer. Hey, go fill out the form. Faith Flores prayed the prayer. Three people so far prayed the prayer. Praise God. Hallelujah. Fly Pigs prayed the prayer. Go fill out the form. Four people, four people right now in the live just received Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Colin prayed this prayer. Five people prayed this prayer. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Travis says, from religious scammers like you. Scamming people into heaven. That's what I do. Appreciate it. <laughs> oh, man. Jesus loves you, Travis. Hallelujah. Six people. Praise God. So thankful that you prayed that prayer. Hey, tomorrow, tomorrow, we're going to stream again, but it's going to be at 11 a.m., as opposed to 3 p.m. I'm going to change the tomorrow because we've got some, we've got a, uh, my wife and I are going to a, a crusade Friday night, Friday evening, so we're going to have to leave out a little bit early, and uh, we're going to stream tomorrow at 11 a.m. I'll change it on the Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, uh, where you can see the event page, TikTok. You're just going to have to remember it in your old noggin. All right, I'm thankful for you. Let me bless you and pray for you. Father, I pray for every single person that's listening and watching. Lord, those that have heard but have yet to believe, I pray you would continue to convict their hearts so that they might receive the glorious gospel of Christ and be saved. Lord, may they have continual labors come across their path telling them the good news of Christ. May they see the goodness of God that's already evident in their life and they turn towards you. Father, I lift up every single person that's watching and listening that's a Christian, that's a believer. Strengthen us, embolden us, empower us to be strong disciples for you. In Jesus' mighty name. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode of the Faith for My Generation podcast. Remember, every Monday I've got a brand new wake-up call for you, and every Thursday I've got a brand new episode right here on Faith for My Generation podcast. And remember, we are the faithful.